Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey everyone, your Clubhouse episode today with your hosts, Ashley Taylor and Kevin Conde is with Rodney Pedroza. Rodney is back again for a follow-up to talk about how he built his business and truly conquered his fears and moved forward, breaking through the blocks that he had, all of the things that everyone deals with when they're building their business. You don't want to miss this one. It's such a great one. Here is Rodney, Ashley, and Kevin. Welcome everyone to the Portrait System Podcast Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with the Portrait System, we are a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Klosser hosts our Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for the Portrait System. Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm good, Kevin. I'm excited to be back here with you for another episode, and I'm excited to introduce our guest today, Rodney Petrosa. Um, Hey, Rodney. I don't know if we lost his audio for a second, but I can see he's here with us, so. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So sorry, Nancy hugged you. That's okay, that's okay. Um, Well, before we jump into the interview, um, We always just want to let the audience know that the first 30 minutes, Kevin and I will interview Rodney, and then at the halfway point, we'll open the conversation up to any questions that those of you listening live might have. So if you're joining us live and you're new to Clubhouse to ask a question, you will just hit the hand icon in the lower right-hand part of your screen, and then we can bring you up on stage where you can state your name and ask your question. And we do really love audience engagement. So if you think of a question and it's too early, just jot it down so you don't forget and then raise your hand when we open it up. All right, Kevin, I'll toss it back to you. No problem. So Rodney, uh, we loved your interview with Nikki. Uh, and we love, we love hearing about how you conquered your fear uh, you, you gave it a name, Lolita. Lolita. <laughs> <laughs> and you talked about how you quit your day job and you went full time into photography. Uh, we wanted mm-hmm. to dive a little bit deeper uh, just to know how you conquered your fear, as well as the practical things that you did to get enough clients to keep you afloat uh, in photography. So let's, let's go ahead and start there. Uh, when you first oh. started out, uh, you had said that no one would sit for you, not even your sister. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said that you had to pay uh-huh. to start out. Uh, was this was this enough for you to start your portfolio to get paying clients, or did you have to continue to try to convince people to sit for you? I still have to convince people to sit for me. And, you know, actually, I just, before actually you say something, and I'm glad, thank you so much when you say, it's like I conquer my fear. I wish that was the case. But that Lolita, she has has never gone. She's still there. She sometimes screams louder a few days, or sometimes during the week, sometimes she doesn't. But she's still there. That bugger is going to be with me throughout the whole journey. So just to answer your question regarding uh, in terms of how I started, when I started, I just 
pretty much I was just paying people actually to be photographed by me because I didn't have the skills. However, when I start showing the images of my Facebook at their time on my personal Facebook, I have friends that were like, oh, hold on a minute. This guy knows what he's doing. But what started happening, I became the guy with the with the camera. So I was invited to birthday parties, to weddings, and I was always taking photos. But it was like more in a sense of finding my, what am I looking for? The sense of what do I want to photograph? So it took me a long time to figure it out, to be honest. It wasn't an easy one. You know, actually when someone says like, how do you define your style? I think for me was a, trying and ever making mistakes doing a wedding and literally overexposing everything and realizing <laughs> it's like what am i going to do and then i learned the biggest trick that all photographers know is like when something looks so horrible because it has been overexposed make it black and white and there they will go. never find out <laughs> and it's like the number of times like we are i don't know if i the only one who has done it but i remember and they were like rodney why are they black and white it's like because i want your wedding to be timeless and they were like ah thank you <laughs> i've done uh, little did they know really <laughs> like, the know colors the don't look that good and it's like oh you know what i mean let me see what that looks like in black and white oh, <laughs> yes yes i'm being artful I'm so glad I know the only one. (laughs) (laughs) So you paid the models. So now people were seeing that work. So you're saying that now due to having the paid models, now people were seeing what you were potentially aiming for, what you wanted to accomplish. And then they Mm -hmm. started coming out of the woodworks to be able to want to sit for you. No, eh, yes and no, because that was before I met Surprise. So that was before I actually met the Surprise Education and everything. And the people that I was attracting, I mean, I was charging at the time, like, Kevin, like 50 pounds. And I still have many people actually saying, Rodney, it's too expensive. Like, but no, it comes with all the images. And it's like, can you make a 30? And I would be like, for the whole day, it's like, okay, deal. So I used to give out all my time, all my images. And I will be honest, when I look back and I see those images, I will never use a single one of them. I think actually for me, what changed and what it changed was when I met Sue Price back in 2015. And I met her in France. She did a workshop in there. And I remember that was the first time in my life when I heard that people were charging a session fee of over 300 pounds and their packages were starting 12 grand, uh, 1200, uh, like by the lowest. And I was like, no freaking way. That's not possible. You cannot do that in the UK. No one is going to pay for that. The only people that get paid that amount of money are wedding photographers. They're the only people, like nobody else. And I remember actually Sue challenged me. He's like, I dare you. And I was like, you know what? What's the worst thing someone can say to me? They can say no. So when I came back to the UK after the workshop, I decided, it's like, you know what? Excuse my friends, like, you know what I want to say? Hey, I have to say, ah, fuck it. Anyway, hopefully <laughs> there are no kids in this show. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, let's do it. So I remember I made up, like I started in the lowest I could be. So I think actually the lowest was 900, 1200, and 1800, the biggest package. So I couldn't go beyond that because I was like, no one is going to pay for that. So when I have someone that saw that I went to surprise, I did actually these amazing shoots. And obviously all the mentors were helping me out to do everything. But when they saw that and started showing that, then I have actually a few people that came to me and said, Rodney, I love what you're doing now. And he's like, yes, I love what I'm doing now. Because for me, less is more. Because I love the backdrops. I love like simplicity, like something simple. Just focus on the person. Nobody else but people's eyes, expressions. So when I came back actually from there, I decided, you know what? Let's go for it. And then someone paid me 1800 for 25 images. And I was wow. like, what? 
And that was that. And that was my biggest package. Have I say to her, this is 3,500 pounds as I do now? She will be like, okay. Because that when that and when that woman was paying me, Kevin, and actually she was like, Rodney, thank you. It wasn't more like, oh, it was like, there you are. She's like, these are no images. It's like, I'm going to display every single one in my house and I want everyone to see them. It's like I even, I told my husband to literally build a wall for me because I, she was going to put them in her bedroom and it's like, no, 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 they're coming to my house. They will be in the front door. And she, basically what happened to her, she suffers like this uh, problem with her skin. I don't really know the name of it. Like it gets really red and peels off or something like that. So she's been hiding from the camera for 25 years. The last time she was photographed was on her wedding 25 years ago. I just said, I hated every single of those images. So for her, it was something else. And I was like, hold on a minute. So then in that moment, I found something really powerful for me and its purpose. My why is like, okay, why am I doing this? It's like, yes, I love taking photos, but the gift that woman gave me was like, Rodney, you gave me something that I knew it was there. I just couldn't see it's like, what if I start doing this for all women? Mm. Is that how amazing that would be that, A, I'm getting paid as a professional rate. Or what's it? Is? Professional standard? can't remember. Yes. Excuse my English. Yes, the professional standard. Thank you. So it's the professional standard. But not only that, by empowering women, they're like feeling something else. They're seeing a different a, a, a new version of themselves that I know everyone who has been surprised. We know that, but uh, that gave me actually a biggest, per- uh, the biggest purpose. So that was the, the tipping point for me when I start charging more. It was so, from that point when I was challenged. So Ronnie, was it the workshop with Sue? You said that she got you the challenged you to raise your prices. Was it after you raised your prices that you were then confident enough? to ask for those prices or was it with the session with this woman who displayed her images throughout her home that you finally realized that I deserve to be paid because of the experience that I am giving to my client that is sitting for me? So when I decided to charge those prices, for me, it wasn't more like I feel confident. I was like, as I say, it's like, let's give her a go and see what happened. When I realized it was possible, it's like, hold on a minute, this may work. And for me, something that was really powerful is like, yes, Sue challenged me and she said to my face, like, Pedrosa, raise up those prices, give it a go. You have nothing to lose. But for me, something that was really powerful is that on the workshop, I met so many of the mentors. I met Nikki, I met uh, Shona, I met Tammy. I just met so many of them and they were like doing it. So for me, I have this belief. It's like, if someone else is doing it, why cannot do it myself? Like if they come, why can't? So for me, that's always been like, I need to see someone doing it. So it will be like, if they can do it, I can do it as well. So I will not. Well, actually, it will be confidence in the sense that I, 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 I can I say just a quote I, I love about confidence? Yeah, sure. It's like confidence um, is, I used to believe that it was a feeling. So confidence will be like, yes, I'm feeling confident. I can do that. And I love this quote because it says confidence is the decision to try. Self-doubt is the decision not to. So for me, it's like, okay, so I'm confident if I give it a, if I give it a go, if I try it. So that for me was what I would call confidence in the sense that I was like, I was willing to risk to get myself out there and be rejected, which is my biggest fear, to be honest. I love that because I feel like you just said something that we've heard from other guests that we've had on before, but it's like a really important through line that just having the willingness to step outside Mm. of your comfort zone and try something new and just see what happens and kind of trust the Mm. process, especially when you're following like Sue Bryce education and 
like the business model and just trust that it works because it worked for other people is so major. And I don't think a lot of us that have had success stories would be where we are if we hadn't done exactly what you did, which is just take that first step of trust. So yeah, I absolutely love what you just said about seeing others take that leap and just trusting that it could work for you. Um, What do you feel like after you had that experience where you were validated by this woman and it was like, okay, this, this is possible. This could happen. What did you then do to get the momentum going? Like, how did you fill your calendar with more clients? Ashley, I so wish that I could tell you a beautiful story that my calendar was full, but I did completely the opposite. I got so freaking scared that this I got lucky that I didn't do anything for a whole year. I was like, no, I cannot do this. I wow, literally, really? and I know, I know that's how it's not really stupid, but that was my experience. Normally people will be like, yes, that's the moment to let's go for it. I was like, Ah, shit. Okay, this happened. Is that a thing? Is that no, that's too much. That's what I make in a, in a hole. Is that no, no, no one is gone. And I went into full fear and I didn't do anything. I literally went like, I cannot do this anymore. So it is crazy. That's what I said. And that goes down to the fear of rejection that has always run my show. And Lolita, Lolita will tell you that, well, this was a lucky one, Pedro Sanchez. Then it is not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. And then, because for me, this was like a moment like, let's go for it. Let's give it a go. Let's try. It worked. But I was like, okay, I don't think I would be able to replicate this. And I know it sounds silly and it sounds stupid, but that was that was my journey. That's what I have to do. And it goes back to my pain, my pain of rejection, because I didn't want to be rejected. And I still feel it. But the only difference between then and now is that I, I let that feel now, I let that feeling come and go, and then I take action anyway. Back then, I would let that fear paralyze me all together. That was how strong he was. That would be like, nah, 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 I cannot do this. It's like, nah, nah, nah. It's like, no, no, don't do it again. It's like I tap into something and it was so beautiful that I just didn't want to touch it again. <laughs> so I, I wish I could tell everyone, it's like, yes, wait, once you do your felt cell, like for me, it was like, no, it was the opposite. But well, after 12 months, yes, yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I think um, actually that's, could be so helpful for people to hear because um, I think we have this like myth that success is this, you know, you have a chart and it's like that kind of straight diagonal line going upward. Uh, And I think there's like some meme too on the internet that it's like shows like a circle line, like a squiggly line that like circles back and goes down and like, it's not straight at all. And that's, it really is the truth. It's not a Disney movie, right? It's like, you know, um, oh, so I, I love that your, <laughs> I love that you your story is real, but, um, I guess one thing that I would love to know is like, I mean, that's a pretty big transformation to go from someone who fear runs the show and paralyzes them. I mean, some people will stay in that for their entire life to mm-hmm. someone who is now able to know that the fear is there, but let it go and like, let it kind of have its own voice and essentially ignore it and still be able to go forward. So what do you think you like, what was the work that you did on yourself? Was it journaling? Was it therapy? Was it listening to self-value talks? Like, what did you have to do to get to that point? That was the thing. And thank you so much for saying, Ashley, because for me, what I realized is like, okay, I have the skills. I can do this, but clearly something, I have something that's blocking me and it's not externally, it's internally. So I started doing a lot of meditation. Like for me, like it became my morning. It became my, my, I call it like my sacred hour. Like the first hour of my day is like, do not speak 
to nothing. No my phone, I don't check anything. I will be me and me and nobody else. And my best friend told me, he's like, Rodney, all you need to do is increase your awareness. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to do anything. You just need to become aware of what you're doing when you're doing it. Because for instance, I will give an example. How I numb myself, I will just buy uh, literally hugging does uh, strawberries and cream. That's my favorite one. And I will just start watching Netflix nonstop. And I will just binge watch and binge watch and I will be tired. I will just carry on an ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, then chocolate pizza. And I will just numb in my feelings because I didn't want to feel anything. I just wanted to be like, no, no, this is too uncomfortable. So what you, what you told me today is like, just become aware when you're doing it and just be with that. Just be with that feeling and see where it's coming from. Because we all have these traumas. We all have these belief systems. Mine is rejection and not good enough. And that one still comes. Like even after all these years, after all that training, that freaking belief system, it still comes. Like someone will post something nasty on my campaign, on my Facebook campaign, and I will be like, oh, no, 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 good enough. But then I will be like, you know what, Pedrosa? Just take a nap, just recharge, and then you will be able to carry on. Before, they will paralyze me for a long time. So what I advise people, it's like if they experience something similar, as silly as me, I don't think actually, I don't know. Do become aware of what you're doing and what you're saying. We don't realize the negative self-talk that we're constantly doing to ourselves. It is insane. It's crazy. We make a mistake and we are the most horrible and nasty people. Again, I'm just talking about myself here. It's like the way we just say, and it's like we just have no patience. Because for me, I wanted to be able to master everything within a month or two months or six months. And it's like, I have never done this before. I have never run a business in my whole life until a few years ago. I used to get my salary in the same month, on the same date of every single month. I didn't have, sometimes I would work really hard. Sometimes I didn't and I would still get my money. This game was completely different. It's like your bank account will reflect the work that you're doing. And if you are in that little, self-pity, like, oh, poor me, which I've actually been there just far too many times, and I still go there. If you stay there, that bank account is going to reflect exactly how you're feeling. You know, Ron, that, that is such a good point, is, is people, you know, we all get in the mindset of, we need to do this now, you know, as part of the 90 Day mm. Challenge in there, I see a lot of people mm. constantly posting, like, they feel like they're not getting where they need to do. Um, they're not succeeding. They're not seeing the reflection in their bank account, as you said. And it's like, how, how long have you been doing this? One, it's like, <laughs> they'll say, it's like, oh, I've, this is my second time around. And it's like, you can't, you're not going to master every aspect of business in, in the matter of, you know, one round, two round of the 90 day challenge. It takes time. It takes you know, posing in itself is its own mastery. Uh, you know, you don't figure that out in, in just a handful of months. And I think that's something no. that people need to really internalize and let go of that fear, realize that they're going to take some time and then put in the work day by day, every day mm -hmm. to, be able to get to that stage, you know. I think too, Kevin. Oh, well, Rodney, I have a question for you because I think too, like what you're saying, Kevin, is so important. And um, also, I think sometimes what can come in is like comparing your journey to someone else's. And oh, I don't know if yes. you've had that experience, mm. Rodney, and can maybe speak on that. But I do think like sometimes you can see another photographer like maybe have what appears to you to look like overnight success or an easier time <laughs> or something. And then you can start feeling really bad about your yourself. Like, well, why did they just start a month ago and they're charging $5,000 and I've been doing this for four years and I'm in the same place. So I don't know, Rodney, can you speak to that at all? 
I did that for so long, like for so freaking long. That is just insane. Even beautiful people, nice people that I know, and there was that freaking jealousy. And I would be like, they just started. It's like, what's wrong with me? It's like, look at them. They just been doing this actually for two, three years, and they're doing really well. And look at me. I'm struggling. I still haven't been able to get a single client. Don't have any one book. Everyone is telling me I to expand. I have done that so many times, like so many times. And I think the only way to get out of your, like get out of your own head is like to freaking start doing the work because I realized that when I was in that space, I was complaining more than I was actually doing the work. So I was looking for reasons to be like, look at them, blah, 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 all that negative talk. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. It wasn't like I was running a Facebook campaign. It wasn't like I was trying to become a better photographer. All I was doing was winging. Like freaking winged. And, and that's probably actually when I meet people like that, I struggle because they remind me of my old self. It's like, come on, like seriously, like, <laughs> work. Yes, I think, uh, I, yeah, I think that's such a good point too, is like if anyone listening is in that point of comparison, sometimes the best thing you can do is just like, unfollow or get off social media for a while take a break like not saying don't market your business but just try not to like look at other people's accounts because sometimes we're too busy looking at other people instead of keeping our head down and just doing the work that we need to be doing in our business it's like when you're trying the thing is actually when you're really trying and that's the thing actually that's the difference when you know that uh, for me the biggest difference is when you're genuine trying like that's actually my favorite quote is the man in the arena because the guy is just talking about, no, you're failing, no about making mistakes because we all do it and we will continue doing that from time to time. That is just, that's life. But it's the fact that you're trying and you know, but that at the end of the day, you gave your best. When you're in that space, you will never going to look at anyone else comparing yourself by just looking for inspiration and that's two different energies to seeing someone work and it's like damn that's beautiful that's good it's like one day i will be able to do that to be like what are they doing that's like that's not pretty like blah, blah blah and internally you're feeling jealous because you wish you could do it so for me it's like when you're in the space of trying and just even trying single a single thing a day anything just one thing is that that still starts building the momentum. But what I used to do a lot before is like I would try to do 20 things at the same time and I would accomplish none. And that's why I would get stuck in my head. No, I was going to ask you. It's, uh, I was going to ask you about something that you had said with Nikki about how you were talking with your partner and they had told you, make it to do this. <laughs> Make it to do this, and you just fought it and you fought it until finally you're like, okay, I'm gonna make a to do list, you know. <laughs> I feel so embarrassed, you oh, know. Don't worry, I about feel it. so embarrassed, you know. Uh, but listening to that, it didn't sound like it was a to do list, it was more of a kind of like a mind map, kind of um, mm. how do I get from point A to point B, because to to do list to me is, you know, wash the dishes, you know, do the laundry. For you, it sounded like, okay, I know where I want to be. What are the steps that I need to accomplish to master, to get better at, to get to the, to, to that finish line, that end line of success? Mm. Can you, can you tell me a little bit like, what did you have on that to do list? Well, Yes, they, before actually, uh, and like the reason I'm laughing about myself is the fact that when my partner, Daphne, uh, she's like, honey, amor, let's do this, to do this. It's like, no, you don't get it. It's like, I just, I fought her so hard for so many months. And eventually I just get tired of my own BS. It's like, okay, let's do it. But I still have so much resistance. And it is something for me, what it was, the roadmap is like removing everything that you believe that you know in your head and putting everything on paper. So literally it's like 
you're dumping all your ideas, you're dumping all the concepts and things that you need to do or you want to do and just put it in a paper. And once everything is written down, and I know it sounds so simple, but to me it was like a mind-blowing exercise. When everything was there, like literally it's like uh, diarrhea pretty much, like everything is coming out of your head. So your mind is clean. It's because you're cleaning because your mind is going into this loop again and again. It's like, I need to do this, but I haven't done this. Like, when am I going to get time? And you're always playing that loop game. So when you just literally vomit everything and it's there, then you start playing this game, which again, and people who are really organized will be like, well, everyone knows this, Rodney, is I start prioritizing what was important. So it was like, this is priority. Why this is priority? It's like, this will get me clients. It's like, uh, the norm, like for instance, priority will be is like, learn how to do a Facebook ad. The non priority will be, oh, I want to paint two backdrops. So yes, this will help me, but this is not going to get me clients. Faith learning how to do Facebook as well. So it became this roadmap of priorities to like, this is extremely important. This is important, but I can wait and the non-important things. So when I separated that into three categories, then I focus on the what was the priority, what will get my chip go faster, as you say. The second one will be, is like, okay, this is important, but it's not the most important thing because the business can operate with that one. And the third one was the things that we all want to do. We want to do the creative side, but if you don't do it, nothing is going to happen. Having a new backdrop in my studio, painting three or four more, is not going to make any difference at all. So that was my roadmap. And again, I know it sounds simple, dumping everything out of your head, put everything that you need to do and then prioritize it in three columns and then choose one. And that was the thing. Just choose one and focus on that one. Do no, literally for me was, I will not do anything else until I complete that one. And then I will move to the second one and then to the third one. And what happened to me or what happened actually to anyone doing this, like it will be like, it will build momentum. That when I start doing that, Kevin, then I start building momentum because like, okay, I got this, I got this. And then I start, okay, I done this before, let's, let's recreate it again. And then I start mm. actually getting clients from that point. But is the action, is the, 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 the doing that will create that. Not the winging. So, Rodney, I love the to-do list. And I also wanted to know, what would you say, if you had to just pick one marketing activity that was the game changer for you to bring in clients, what would you say that it was? Facebook ads. Really? What, yes. like, for, can, can you say more? <laughs> Ah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, Facebook ads has something that I've been fighting for so long to learn. At the moment I got it, and I was like investing like 10 pounds per day, I start getting so many clients from there. But the thing is like, uh, you just find someone who knows what they're doing. They will tell you how to do it once, and then it will be easier. But I, what happened to me before, I just did it, I just went in there, didn't know what I was doing, I wasted like over like thousand pounds or something and I got literally zero results and then I found out that through Facebook that you can contact you can speak to people directly that work on Facebook and they're called Facebook ad managers and they work with Facebook directly and they will help you set everything up for free so it is just it's just so easy (laughs) and I was like why nobody told me that but you have to learn the hard way so for me one tool Facebook ads no waste your time (laughs) that's for me that like literally worked for me some people will say videos some people like uh, will have TikTok that would be actually amazing for me was Facebook ads that just work awesome Um, I noticed that we have someone who wants to ask a question Um, the name on here is Poetic I don't know if that's actually your name or yes oh that's such a cool name (laughs) (laughs) Poetic I love it (laughs) Her name is Poetic. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you, you so much. It's um, great to be on stage. And thank you for the great tips and for sharing your journey, Rodney. It's been incredible mm. listening. Thank um, you. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a photographer based in the UK. And I've just started out. 
And at the moment, I, I think I know my style, but I'm kind of just trying different things in terms of styles of photography. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if um, when you were starting out, if you ever had to say no to a project because maybe it didn't align with what you liked or if, you know, what, what, what are the reasons to say no to a project as opposed to just accepting everything? You know, actually, I believe in something. I believe in energy. I truly believe in energy. And I love this quote by David Hawkins, Dr. David Hawkins, and says, energy will introduce you before you do or say anything. So I believe in that. That's like, that's my mantra. And if you feel something in your gut, something that is not in alignment with you, listen to it. And I do believe women in particular have something that we guys do not possess. Sorry, Kevin, that's true. It's like we no do not have the <laughs> we do not have the sixth sense that women have. Like I am jealous of that because you guys feel it and you will be like, what's going on? And you will be like, no. So trust your gut because that's your instinct. That's, that will be your guiding light. And if you see something, because there, there will be things that you will be like, yes, I want to do that. And there will be things that you will be like, Mm, do I really want to do it? Money will be good. But if there is something in there that doesn't feel right, that means you're right. Don't do it. Because when you want to do something, it's like, I will give you an example. Like if you're in a club and someone is inviting you for a drink and someone, and you may like the guy, you will be like, okay, yes, that's okay. Treat it to one. There will be someone else that will come, can I get you a drink? And you will be like, no, thanks. And it will be like, literally you're like, you don't want to speak to that person. Because you have the sixth sense, you have that gut, trust it. Why well, I left to trust mine. When something doesn't feel right, it's not right. That's great. Thank you so much, Rodney. Thank you. I hope I, I, hope I answered your question. Yes, <laughs> no, they, that, that was helpful. <laughs> that was helpful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Poetic. Um, we also have a question from David. David, if you want to go and unmute yourself, David Franco. Yeah, hi. Ah, David. Hey, hey, Ronnie. Hey, David. Have you ever thought about creating an app or something with just your voice, like, as a motivational speaker? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I would literally subscribe to this. Like, every time you talk, it's just like, I'm listening. Like, I mean, it's such a compliment. Like, I, I literally just love hearing you talk. It's just like... You're just so motivational, and I love thank like, you everything so you much, say David. Like, um, yeah, thank you. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I have never considered doing anything like that. For me, will be like the only people that want to listen to me would be my mom and my wife. That's literally it. Like nobody else. <laughs> so it's just so <laughs> that has never crossed. Like I literally, I mean, I know it's just yeah. It's like you're used to hearing your own voice, but I just I'm, I was listening to you this whole time and. As you kept talking, I'm just like, you know, Rodney just has that voice where, like, if he tells me to do something, I'm like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you say that. It, as I've listened to Rodney and if I look at his Instagram, I'm like, Rodney just has a way of speaking to people that makes he me does. wonder how much his voice, his mannerism, his laughter, all of that goes into the experience of shooting with him. Being, right. you know, being a subject in front of him and his ability to make people comfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely no, totally agree. agree with what you're saying there, David. <laughs> anyway, that's I'm all. so glad this is. <laughs> I'm so glad you cannot see my face. Thank you, David. Thank of course, you. yeah. I miss you, and I'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah. See you next year. Yay. <laughs> so with with that said, Ronnie, I. With your voice and everything, yes, it makes me wonder what is an experience like with you inside of your studio space. Um, what, explain to me how it is that you walk someone through your process. Just because your energy is just so charismatic, so you draw people in. How how do you get people to come in and sit for you and be comfortable? Do you know, actually, that has always been the, I have found that really easy because I say to people, it's like, my job is really simple, is to take down all those layers 
aka belief system, remove every single one. I always imagine that I just believe one, two, three, four, five. And when it comes to the fifth one, and I say that to every single player, and I mean it, is that when I kill the number five, I'm going to find the inner child. And we all possess that inner child. We all have it. We were kids. We love playing. And all you have to see is just see play, kids playing in the playground. And even if they don't know each other, they just become good friends. And they're like, they just want to play. So we all love playing. And I say to them, it's like, that's the intention of today. We are going to be playing. And I just going to find that inner child in there because I will, because I always do. And when I find her, it's like she's going to want to play with me and we're going to be playing. And that's what I do with everyone. And it's like, we're just going to play. It's like, yes, this is photos. You can't be for photos, but we'll be playing. And you know, that's going to happen. And they're like, are you ready to play? It's like, yes. And that's literally what I do with people. Cause it's like, I want to play because I love doing this. It's like, I left my job for the, the stability and everything to venture into something. It's like, I want to live life. Uh, for me, it's like, I don't really know if you heard a new song called, uh, it's called uh, uh, Holiday or Vacation. Vacation, I think it's called Vacation. And it's like, every day feels like I am in freaking holiday because I get to do what I love and I just get excited. I, just, I genuinely get excited when I'm actually photographing, photograph like 90% of my clients are females, 5% are guys. But, I seen guys cry when they see the images and they, and the reason why is like because they were played and they just forgot this all identity is like, yes, I don't smile or I look this way and they just see beauty. And it's like, how could you not get excited when you know that that's going to be the results? So yes, Dina, nutshell no, is what I do with no. people. One of the, uh, the things that I kind of, I agree with you in that is with, with, as a man, obviously, you know, we're not marketed to, but coming back from the portrait master shootout, just having the opportunity of standing in front of the lens of so many amazing photographers and just seeing myself as the image comes out and, oh my God, uh -huh. it, we're playing, we're like, Hey, you know, be goofy, joke around and have, let's have fun. And just have fun. That's definitely what I experienced, you know, sitting in front of people as I'm taking images. I even sat for Ashley for a few shots as we're sitting. <laughs> that was no pressure at all. <laughs> he like hands me his Nikon, which I like don't shoot a Nikon. <laughs> uh, actually, <laughs> like, it, it feels so weird. You know, like for me, when someone gives me a Canon, I'd be like, what the, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Like, I know. We are so conditioned to our brands that it's, so, it's, like, it's like, what do I do? Which button do I press? It is, it's so weird. I know. It was like funny. I was like, no, no press or anything. And I just have like an audience of people watching me too. I was doing it. It's cool. I'm sure oh, it's going to turn you. out awesome. Uh, <laughs> there you're like professional <laughs> But it was really fun. Yeah. The shootout was really inspiring. Rodney, if you can ever come to one of the Hi events, I, I know I, we would love I to see so you there. so jealous. <laughs> oh, jealous like me and Lincoln we were like we want to be there it's like we don't allow us ah, seriously ah. <laughs> but yes no. nope. next year I get in my bum there, there. there you go. so Rodney bring us to where you are today I know you said Facebook ads really helped your business um like what else is bringing leads in in a consistent way? Is it mostly social media, online stuff? Are you doing any networking? Is it a combination of both? I social media actually for me one one venture that I surprised actually is bringing a lot is Instagram. Instagram actually is creating a lot of awareness and sometimes linking. Like I hardly use it, but I realized at the beginning. I was posting the wrong stuff in there. So I was posting Lenoir and I was getting like zero engagement. He's like, I think this is the wrong stuff to place in this platform. So since then, I've just been placing like headshots and that's getting inquiries. And I've been getting like a few from there. But my biggest one has always been word of mouth. So when I photograph someone, that person will show their images and then they will be like, Rodney, I want some of that. 
And it is, and what I love, and this is one thing I love actually for my clients when actually they're talking about me, it's like, yes, you're going for the photos, Ali, but you will get something else. It's like you will get to me from the, and I will be like, I don't know what they mean by that. But they will be like, they, you will get to experience something else. It's like, don't worry, just take everything and he will take care of you. And I love that. I always get in that feedback from my clients because my intention, I always have two promises with it. And I always say that my promise number one, is you will feel good. That's always my promise with every single client. And that's my priority before anything else. And I said, reason actually promise number one is so important is because it will fulfill promise number two. So what's promise number two? It's like, you will get to see the best images you have ever seen of yourself. But it's like, and why that happened is because promise number one has, promise number one has been fulfilled because you feel good. And when you feel good, what happens? Magic happens. So, uh, yes, social media, Instagram, Facebook and referrals have been like, have been playing the important roles in my marketing. First off, I just like to say, I love the fact that you actually market with, uh, Lenoir. Uh, I was looking at your website, and instead of calling it boudoir, but it's Lenoir. Yeah, I don't know how to spell boudoir. <laughs> with with the you know, to some people, boudoir still has a a certain stigma around it. You know, uh, of what the type of images are. So by you calling it Lenoir on your website, I was like, that is that's brilliant. It's beautiful. It takes away the that idea of what boudoir is and shows it as something else. Yes, it is like, and you, you're right, it sounds beautiful. Oh, of course, a French word. Anything exactly. you say in French sounds beautiful. But seriously, but it is like, for me, the first one was like, I don't know how to spell boudoir. Like every time I will spell boudoir, like, how the hell is like, which you did you put there? It's like, no, forget it. And I have no idea what I get at Lenoir, but... I remember when I when I met Cara Marie and I saw her style, I was like, "This is not freaking boudoir. This is something else." And I love her style because when uh, it, she's incredible, like she's absolutely incredible. And I was like, "Okay, now." Because I have never liked boudoir, like because I found it wasn't what I'm looking for. I've always found boudoir a little too sharp for my taste. Like it's sometimes like too much in the face. It's like mm, nah. Again, it goes back to like it doesn't feel right with me. And it's like no, I don't want that. Because for me, I know this will sound advice. Like if I create an image, even if I do a nude, and if I cannot show it to my own mother. Then, of course, is is a for poor taste. Because my mom will be like, what are you showing me there? Like, literally, that's my indicator. But I did one uh, last year that I call it uh, Eva, the first woman. And she's completely naked. And I remember I said that even through WhatsApp to mom. It's like, mom, look what I create. And she was like, that's beautiful, hon. And I was like, yes. That means that that's the... What's the word I'm looking for? Mama That's the proof. place. <laughs> mama proof, I know. And I sound silly because like, you're a mama boy. I haven't believed it. But it's like, it, it's important because it's like, you want to get a woman's perspective into something tasteful or is it too tacky? So just yeah, do that. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, one of the things I also wanted to uh, ask you about is you said that you were getting a small, small number, but still you're getting referrals from LinkedIn. What do you do? Like, how for those that don't know it much or anything about LinkedIn, can you tell us what is it that you're doing? Is it like, uh, is it a Facebook style feed where people can see your information there? Is it, are you actually marketing on it? Or how are you getting people to contact you via LinkedIn? Is when I have posted images of my clients in LinkedIn and when I tag them, it's like, that is, I think actually it's really how LinkedIn works to Facebook is like how Facebook used to work in the past. Like, um, what do I mean by that? It's like when people like, let's say someone like your photo, but it, they're not, they don't have friends in common, that will appear in their faces like, ah, Kevin's friend like his photo. That's how LinkedIn still works. So it's more organic. So if you tag someone, not only the person that was uh, tagged will see the images, but so many people, it's like, I don't really know. It's like the net is bigger. So it, it just have 
higher awareness. So tagging people on LinkedIn is freaking powerful. And it's just crazy how many views you get from that. So I think actually is this, but again, it's a platform that can only be used because I used to, again, like I said, I used to make the mistake that I used to show so much Lenoir in there and the engagement was none. Like I think because obviously if you like the images, so many people are going to realize that they like the image. So no one would like it. So it would be like, eh, like literally no one. But when I start using it for headshots and personal branding, I notice more engagement. And that's how it's been working. So far, I haven't invested a single penny. The only one that I'm using is Facebook ads. I do want to give that one a try, and I'm quite certain it will be really powerful. So next year, I'm going to open my personal branding and headshots like more, and I want to play with that platform. And I quite, I feel, I, I feel really confident. If you don't know, just Try and play with that because it's freaking powerful. I think it's the, what's the name I'm looking for? It's like if you compare like Microsoft to Apple, like Apple is the cool guy, the school Microsoft is like, yes, he's the nerd. <laughs> and he's like, he is the person you want to be friends with. He will help you out with the assignments. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard so, from other photographers, I've heard that LinkedIn has been more of a popular app for, uh, as you said, personal branding. And I think it is so undervalued, so ignored by the photography community that, Mm. you know, personal branding has kind of blown up a lot within the last year with, you know, everyone starting their own businesses due to COVID, you know, job loss, that people are moving into LinkedIn and they're not having the headshots. So it's a great opportunity for people who who need them to see someone, a photographer, to be able Ooh. to be like, ah, he can do it. Oh, my God, look at his work. You know, fantastic. I'm going to book with him. So that one is, I think it's like the, how's it, how do you call it? The underdog? The one that people just like, nah, it's not that good. Yeah. Yes, I think it's, that's how we all see it. Because that's what I did it before. I had it open for years and I never use it, like ever. I think I just, I don't even know why I opened it in the first place. So with your, let's see, you're, you're on Instagram. That's the one that you're focused more on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Facebook there, as well. You, and Facebook as well. Are you finding any specific kind of content is um, resonating with the people that are listening to it? You know, one thing I've always interested and I don't do it a lot, is like when I post, it's like when I post my images and before and after and things like that, it gets engagement. But when I start putting myself out there, like when I do in a video, when I do in the talking, I always get so much engagement and I get so much from that and I always find that strange because I don't want to be in front of my camera I want to show people what I do behind the camera so that's always been something that I find I found really odd and I struggle with the ideas like which one to go because I love what Davey is doing Davey is like in front of it it's like oh, do I want to do this like, I don't feel that comfortable doing that so it, it is it's something that I still playing around having actually cracked the core for that one. <laughs> you know, Rodney, I, as, as David said earlier, I, I think that you're missing an opportunity with your own personality. Yeah, of course people want to hear you. Your energy is just so, uh, <laughs> you know, over the mountain, through the roof, and just fantastic. I think you should lean on that to really, yes, behind the scenes are beautiful, images are beautiful, but I think, especially as a male photographer, they want people want to see your personality shine through with the type of person that they're going to be being photographed by. Yes, I think actually, like as I say, it's like I always like a struggle with that concept because it's like yes, but it's like you can speak to me. It's like and yes, uh, I don't know. I, I know actually that people make fun of me when I say it's like I actually a bit shy. And it's like you know, shy. He's like yes, I want to. When I spend actually so much time with so many people, I just need to be by myself to recharge. I think that's the definition of being like an uh, extrovert. Uh, yeah, I need that anyway. I do need that time for myself. But I still find this strange because it's like, what am I going to say? Like, yes, no, no. That one, I'll probably is the Lolita in the back of my head. It's like, who you think you are? You shouldn't be speaking <laughs> so many people. So I don't know. It could be that one. As I told you, it's like that Lolita hasn't gone. 
I wish I could kick her out, but uh, she's not leaving anytime soon. So, Rodney, we are coming up towards the one-hour mark of our conversation. Holy and I, I wanted to ask you uh, just a few questions. You, like, we're talking about your confidence and just, you know, how you're able to shine through. If someone is just starting out and they see how you work and, they're, and they, they ask you, how do I find my own confidence to get to where you are? What is mm -hmm. your response? Ah, I think actually it goes back to owning, for me, it went back to owning my voice. So for a long time, I used to hate my accent. I used to hate the fact that I live in England I, and I sound like this. I don't sound like really British, so I don't speak the English language. And that was a low, uh, that was a big one for me. I have this self-doubt in myself. And I believe that for anyone starting out, start working on yourself, start giving that person more love, start having more compassion with that person, the person in the mirror. Something that Mel Robbins, uh, for anyone who knows, is like she wrote a book called The Five Second Rule. She's doing this beautiful exercise. This is called the high five. What's the high five? You literally wake up in the morning. And what most people do when we wake up in the morning, before we brush our teeth, we look ourselves in the face and we're like, ah, look at you, look at those bugs under, under your head. Or look at you, you're putting on weight. Or it's like, look at your skin. We start being horrible to ourselves. What she's saying that we do, and I've been doing this for the past few weeks, is like you give yourself a freaking high five. So you're high five the mirror. So what happens with that? And she's that's so good it's like we have been conditioned that every time you give a high five to someone you cannot be nasty to that person actually you just want to say well done you give them like energy you give them love so that's the intention for you to do you give yourself a high five and then you look yourself in the mirror and then you say something that you need to hear that day and it all goes back to self. I know as a photographer here, we want to master our craft. We want to become better photographers, better posters, like all of that. And I will tell you this, with time, all of you will become better. The more you practice, the better you will become. That is facts. However, the inner work doesn't work that way. Unless you're doing that daily practice on yourself, you're going to be carrying that so you can become the best photographer in the world and you will not be able to charge a single penny. So start working on the self one. Start working on that little one, that little kid or girl that you have inside you and give them love. I know it sounds like a cliche. I know it sounds like something like woohoo and things like that, but trust me because I wish I had done that from the beginning. And I'm quite certain I could have avoided so many painful months where I was feeling like true, like experiencing depression and things like that, to be honest. Ronnie, that, that's, I agree with that. And that is yeah. absolutely beautiful. That's such great advice. Thank you so much, Ronnie. <laughs> No, thank you, guys. Thanks. I hope actually, I can't believe I spoke for a whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, Roddy, it has been an absolute pleasure. I love leaving it on that note. That was, you know, people don't, don't do it. They don't work on that part of themselves where they realize, you know, that their inner is what's holding them back. Not necessarily the photography, not the lighting, the posing. It's that inner that they need to work on. Uh, before they can really step out into the world. Ronnie, as we're closing this out, I want to let people know exactly where to find you on online. So if you can go ahead uh, and share <laughs> with us. Yes, absolutely. Like, well, my name is Rodney Petrosa. I am uh, in Instagram as Rodney Petrosa with said on Facebook, Rodney Petrosa, and on my website, rodnipetrosa.com. So I think I have Twitter, but I never use it. So that's it. <laughs> I, easy to find. <laughs> there, well, there you go. <laughs> Everyone, please, please go follow Ronnie. He is such an inspiration, such a shining light for our community. Uh, and also, please make sure to follow the portrait system on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Uh, also, be sure to check out our blog posts that are associated with our Clubhouse interviews. 
at suebriceeducation.com forward slash blog. Uh, you can also follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley Taylor Portrait. Uh, and you can find me as poplight underscore photography. Uh, if you are a member of Subrise Education, and if you have any more questions for Rodney, Ashley, or myself, go tag us in a post in the SBE Members Only Facebook group. And if you are not a member of Subrise Education, if you are interested in learning more about how it can help your business succeed, email Ella with support at support at subriceeducation.com. And thank you for joining us, and we hope you can join us next week. Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs, I mean truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.